0: the series that covers all things informational educational but still awesomely fun and today we're going to do one that we haven't done in quite a while but i do love my plants so we're going to give you some low-light plants for the home i'll explain in just a minute Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Rob. This is Everyday Heroes, and one thing that we love here is uh, ways to decorate your house, especially using greenery. And not only that, but greenery that doesn't actually uh, require you to have the so-called green thumb. So low-light plants are great for just that, low-light conditions and indoor gardening. Uh, Even plants that do well in outdoor shade tend to need more light when grown indoors, and this can be hard to come by unless you provide, you know, extra auxiliary lighting. But all is not lost, they say, over here at thespruce.com. They have quite a few to choose from, and we're going to go over just a few of them. So let's jump in. This guy here, you might recognize the uh, shape and size of this guy. Come on, computer. There we go, it's always fun when it does that. So this is the Dracaena sanderiana, otherwise known as the lucky bamboo. Grown in either water or soil, lucky bamboo plants can be found in many offices and homes. An important element of things like feng shui, lucky bamboo plants are said to bring good luck and fortune, especially if you received one as a gift. It also helps that ha- they have well-earned reputation as being nearly indestructible. <coughs> Excuse me. Lucky Bamboo prefers sunlight, but will gladly thrive in nearly full shade locations. Just make sure they aren't located near any drafty areas. That would be, um, uh, you know, vents for the air and keep them away from pets as they can be toxic. So you're gonna wanna make sure that either you don't have this if you have pets, or if you do have pets, you keep this way out of range because you don't want them to get it. So light, as they mentioned, partial shade to full shade, water, moderate to high moisture, and color varieties are really just the green stalks and leaves. But this is pretty neat. I like the story behind it. I like how it signifies good fortune. Um, But if you want something really nice looking, Why not check it out? Now this next one here, we actually have its cousin at home that we're gonna talk about at the end. This is the chlorophytum commissum, otherwise known as the spider plant for obvious reasons. Uh, The spider plant is one of the most adaptable and easy to grow house plants, they say. It is so named because of its spider-like offshoots or spiderettes, which dangle down from the parent plant like spiders on a web. Kind of a creepy idea, but, You get the imagery there. Spider plants can be grown as hanging or trailing plants in baskets or pots. Gives you the opportunity to uh, uh, display them in different ways. Um, (laughs) Excuse me. They will survive for a long time in less than ideal light conditions, including artificial light. Make sure to water regularly to prevent the soil from drying out. Uh, light is partial shade, water is moderate moisture, and color variations again, green or varig- variegated foliage. Um, really, a lot of it, a lot of these are strictly green. You got some yellows, but it still is a really cool-looking plant, and it does give you a pop of something different that you usually wouldn't see. Next one here, it's the Epipremnum aureum, otherwise known as the Golden Pothos. This guy's pretty cute, right? Golden pothos can thrive in conditions in which almost no other plant can grow, including very low light and a near-complete near complete lack of water. Pretty interesting, right? It is one of the most durable houseplants, thanks to its attractive, durable, and easy-to-grow vine with smooth, leather-shaped, leathery heart-shaped leather heart leaves. They do kind of look like hearts, huh? Good for a Valentine's gift, right? I know Valentine's yesterday, but who says you can't give a gift after? Um, Some varieties have leaves with distinct marbling alternating along rope-like green stems. Be sure to loosen and dust the vines every so often as to prevent them from becoming a tangled mess. And this is also a plant you need to keep away from your pets as it is toxic so you don't want them anywhere near it. Again, light is partial to full shade, moderate moisture for watering, and color variations, green or variegated foliage. Again, mostly green color. So. these are four pretty cool ones. However, I never leave without a show and tell. So the Sansevieria trifasciata, or the snake plant. All right, guys, let me uh, back this up, put this more there. Look how cool this is. This has actually been with us for a few, quite a while now. I'll have to ask my wife, but this has been really for quite a while. I'm going to put it down while I I talk about it. So (laughs) this species are some of the best low-light indoor plants you can grow. They are striking in appearance and require very little maintenance. I can uh, uh, adhere to that one. The snake plant, also called mother-in-law's tongue, is a very long-lived plant that can thrive for decades. It prefers to grow in partial shade, but can tolerate quite shady conditions as well. This is toxic to pets, we do have pets at home, so we keep these guys way out of range. Um, Make sure not to overwater, especially if it's not in direct sunlight and dries um, out the soil. Overwatering can can actually uh, cause rot and kill the plant, so this is something where the less you do, the better. We do ours once a week, however, I've heard people tell me you can do it every two weeks, and these guys are still fine. Partial shade, moderate moisture, deep green foliage with gray-green stripes. So, you know, I don't really see the gray. I I don't know. I guess that this is what they call gray-green right here. Uh, But we have the yellow. Um, It's a very nice-looking plant. We have, let's see, one, two, three, four, I believe. No, we have three. I'm sorry. And what's actually cool about some of these, (laughs) this one specifically, is that for those who have indoor allergies, this actually helps to relieve allergens in the air. Now, you do wanna have a bunch, and of course, if you do have pets, you have to make sure you have the space to put it high up because you wanna be eating it. But I, there's a number, I don't remember what it is, I believe it was 10, but I'm not sure. Um, you put enough of these in the house, this will actually purify your air for you. So, if you do suffer from something severe like asthma or just general allergies like us here, you will actually get a cheap and easy way to clean the air for you. So, one more time, I'm going to show this. I'm super proud of this guy. I don't really have a green thumb at all. I don't garden much. I'd like to. I can do it inside. And, like I said, I water it once a week. I probably don't even have to do that. I probably can. Go over two weeks. So let me know what you guys think. This will be under our Books and Things uh, uh, playlist if you want to check it out. Uh, As always, if you haven't yet, please hit that subscribe on YouTube and Twitch. And we always appreciate you. We thank you for watching. And stay curious. We have a whole new set of fun tomorrow. But keep the conversation going on Discord and post. We'll see you then, guys.